development and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. So welcome for those of you who are new to Simple On Purpose. This is a place that I just want to share tips and stories and encouragement for you to simplify your home, your heart, and your life. And part of life is finances, right? We would all like our finances to be simpler. And in the Life on Purpose workbook and the Life on Purpose roadmap, there's a section on finances where you can set the goals and habits you want to have there. And I think all of us probably can think of the goals we want when it comes to our finances. We want debt repayment. We want emergency savings. We want retirement savings and so on. And maybe some of us even have an idea on what habits will get us there. We know logically we need to make a budget. We need to cut expenses. But doing it, putting it into action is a whole other situation. And I don't know about you, but when I'm trying to create a new habit or make a change in my life, I find it so helpful to hear the experiences of other people. And that's why I wanted to interview Bethany and Corey from the Millennial Mission Podcast. This is the second part of my conversation with Bethany and Corey. In the first episode, the first part of this interview, they shared their story about making a big lifestyle change. They moved to a place where it was cheaper to live, and they started to take actions to pay off their debt. And in this episode, they're sharing more practical tips about budgeting, about working together, because that is really helpful information. We want to see like, what does it look like in action as a couple, as a family? But as we all know, this isn't just about numbers. This is about so much more. And Bethany and Corey, they also share how it seeped into all of the rest of their life, how trusting God with their finances turned into trusting God with their life and being intentional with their money created an atmosphere where they really wanted to be intentional with their life. When we recorded this episode in December, they mentioned that they moved to Ohio with over $140,000 in debt. And I asked her how it's going now, and she said they're around $84,000 left, which I find mind-blowing. That's why I call them debt crushers, and it's so inspiring. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have enjoyed it, go check them out. At Bethany and Corey on Instagram, they have a freebie budget spreadsheet, and they do have a how to own your finances so they don't own you book. You can go check all of that out and listen to them as well on the Millennial Mission podcast. So tell me, I I said like three changes. What are three changes you guys have made? And you've talked about a few, but what do you think are three changes that have had a big impact for you guys? Um, I would say we, the biggest one financially, I would say is our budget. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's the biggest one? Mm -hmm. We have a budget that we follow very strictly and we evaluate it at the end of every month and then adjust it. And we implement it the next month. Um, I don't know. What are yeah. the other two? Okay. Yeah. I would say before the budget is knowing what's coming in and what's going out each month. So actually mm-hmm. looking at, you know, two, three, four months worth of what you're spending and then what's coming in, knowing that, and then, then the budget. So then you can make your budget after you know what's coming in, what's going out and you create the budget to make sure that you aren't spending more than what's coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'd say the third thing is just to steal from Dave Ramsey, but is the debt (laughs) snowball Mm -hmm. is just looking at our debt, starting with the smallest debt and then paying that one off and just working our way up to the biggest debts. So Mm -hmm. if we want to sum it up, I would say it was those three things. Um, and we actually too, we did create a, uh, finance guide just because people were asking us this information. Um, and it's called how to own your finances. So they don't own you. 
Um, it is at, on Beth's website, bethanyadkins.com uh, at the store, if anybody's interested in getting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I also downloaded your budget spreadsheet you guys had too. That was really helpful. Yeah, and that's free. <laughs> yeah, that's completely free. So, yeah. and it has a video that goes along with it. It seems a little bit overwhelming at first, but it literally takes us about between five and 30 minutes every month, depending on how mm-hmm. complex that month was. So it's so helpful. That's exactly what we use every month. I love that. And I love that you shared tracking because that's something I have done over the years where I would track where our money was going. I wasn't necessarily trying to budget, but just to see. And I was seeing like all of our money's going towards eating out. And then when we were at home, when I started staying home with the kids, like all of our money is going to groceries. And then I drilled down (laughs) like, well, what groceries am I buying? And and I could see like, oh, I'm actually buying the most expensive possible things in the grocery store all the time. So I think that's such a great starting point for people to just where is your money going? Like, I don't think many of us even know. And if you're asking yourself, like, I don't know where my money went or how my credit card got so high, tracking it is so important, right? And then the budget, like, okay, budgets aren't fun. Nobody wants to limit themselves. But you guys are telling us that you discipline, you do the work, and the budget sets you free in a way. Yeah, I will absolutely second that to at first it does seem like, oh, if I have a budget, I'm going to feel so restricted and I don't like living that way. I like living free and like on the edge, but our budget has given us so much freedom in our finances that, you know, what before when we didn't have a budget, we're like, okay, is this card going to even go through when we get Mm -hmm. to the cash register? And we were constantly stressed out about it. Whereas now our budget has given us that freedom and it has helped us visualize our finances each month where we're like, yeah, we can go out to eat today because we have the money for it and we know where we stand in our finances. And it's just so much more freeing to live that way. Yes. And so I think, so maybe some of us do have a budget, but what I hear you guys also say is like, like we keep ourselves on point with the budget. We check it. We check in with ourselves. We have these meetings with each other. What exactly do you guys check or like talk about when you check in every week? So we do, we try to have weekly check-ins on Sundays. And then our big financial meeting is at the end of each month. And I basically take that budget sheet and I check off and make sure everything was pulled out of our bank account and nothing mm-hmm. like nothing sketchy was taken out. And we just go through and exactly what you said is kind of what we do. We look at, okay, where did we spend? We're not perfect every month. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do go over. And that is that monthly meeting when we, we say, okay, we went over this month. We ate out a lot. Yes, maybe it was because we were busy. We were on the go but we got to do better this month. So let's just make, be more intentional about it. Be more aware about it. What can we do to not eat out as much? Okay. So let's plan meals in advance. Let's try and figure out some things that are, we can get excited about eating at home, stuff like that. So it's really just not ignoring what you're doing wrong. It's (laughs) it's addressing the problem before it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have one month where you go over a little bit, it's not really that big of an issue, but if you continue to let that happen for six months, that's when you get into problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. So you're moving it from like, oh, we want to change our budget we w- or we want to have better finances to actually doing the actions that get you there. Like intention doesn't get you anywhere, right? Actions get you somewhere. And I can imagine those conversations between the two of you, they need to be pretty humble. They're pretty vulnerable. You're, you're accountable to one another. Like how do you support each other as you work together on this? <laughs> I will say that, yes, definitely it takes 
humility and it takes us being able to keep each other in check, which I feel like we do pretty good at. I'm the, the majority of the spending comes from me just because I plan the meals, mm-hmm. I grocery shop, I have the kids with me all the time. So I'm the one, if we're going to go eat out during the week, it's me because Corey's at work. He probably spends like 5% of our budget where I spend like 95. Right. Yeah. But I will say I, and it, it's not like a restrictive thing, but I always am checking with Corey if it's something out of the ordinary. Like, so we know what our normal month looks like. If there's something extra that we want to do, like if we have a birthday present that we need to get for somebody, um, we talk about it. And so it does take humility. And some people are like, I don't want to have to talk to my husband every time I spend something, but you know what? That's what marriage is. You know, it's about being on the same page and it's about being able to talk to each other when you don't agree on stuff with finances. And sometimes it does get heated. Just last night, we were having a conversation about our future and, you know, we're starting to maybe consider buying a house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a car in the next six months or so. And we aren't necessarily on the same page about (laughs) which is going to come first (laughs) and that's okay, but you don't, it's not one of us wins that discussion and it's over. We just agreed to disagree at that point. And we said, listen, we're on the same page. We have the same goals. We still want to get out of debt. We don't agree right now. Let's just keep saving, keep praying about it, and we'll figure it out when it gets to that point. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we do when we hit little snags. It's not always perfect and it's not always easy, but it's so important and it strengthens your marriage. Oh, and that's just like a little bit of marriage counseling right there for sure. Like (laughs) we are on the same team. We're going in the same direction. We just have different ideas on what it looks like. Thank you for being honest about that because people might be listening to this and be like, well, sure. If I had a husband who would just do whatever and be open to these conversations and was like a team, like there are going to be some women who don't have that kind of conversation accessible in their relationship right now that finances are something that maybe their partner isn't interested in paying attention to or being accountable is something that's hard for them. So thanks just for being honest that like, it's not always perfect. It still takes work. Yeah. And I would say to that, Sean, I think if you have a spouse that isn't on the same page as you, if you go back to that step one and you list out what's coming in and what's going out and categorize it, and then you show them that you're spending more than what Mm -hmm. is going out or that you're just living paycheck to paycheck, And maybe you show them some of these categories, like maybe we're spending too much money on streaming on our, you know, maybe we've got a Hulu and a Netflix and an Amazon Prime and all these things, or maybe we're spending too much money on Amazon on Mm -hmm. little things, then that might make them bring them to reality and let them see that, okay, maybe there is a problem here and I do need to get on the same page. Oh yeah, that's so powerful. Like coming into it with the facts (laughs) instead of all the feelings. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Super powerful. So like, as we wrap up, I'm really curious, and you guys have shared this in different ways, how this journey you've been on and, and also like, just recap for me what the debt journey has looked like. I know you guys share updates on your, on your own podcast, but where you started and where you're at now, how has it impacted your marriage and your parenting? Oh man, it has completely impacted our lives in every way. I would say, um, I feel like situations like this, you, you can go one of two ways. You can ha- let it put a wedge between the two of you and cause a divide, which finances, I believe, is the number one cause of divorce. So mm-hmm, right. that's very common. Or you can use it as an opportunity 
to refine you, humble you, strengthen your relationship. And that's kind of what we've chosen to do. Like I said, it's not always easy and we are so far from perfect. If you listen to our podcasts and our updates, we mess up all (laughs) the time, but nobody's perfect. We're human. And that's just the way life goes sometimes. So if you set a goal together, as long as you guys have the same goal in mind, just keep talking. And that is kind of what it's done for our marriage, for our lives. It's given us so much freedom. You know, this year it, I keep reflecting, you know, what have I learned the most this year? And I keep coming back to the same word over and over and it's just surrender. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we surrendered our plans to be in California and we came home and we've had to surrender so many different things with the craziness of 2020. Um, And especially with the, the, we were unsure of whether Corey would even be able to sell stuff through the pandemic and it just constantly surrendering our wants to God's will and just Mm -hmm. letting him take the lead. And I feel like it has strengthened our family in so many ways and God has blessed us tenfold. Um, I just, I know that where we're supposed to be because it's never what we're doing. It's always what God is doing Mm -hmm. through us. And we're seeing that over and over in our journey. And then for our kids, I'm really excited about um, the fact that we've included them and we've chosen to intentionally include them in this journey. Um, They're eight and five. And so they're young. They don't fully understand everything. Mm -hmm. They know, they know that we're in debt and they know that we're making sacrifices and they're making sacrifices right alongside of us. And we just, you know, we remind them, we remind them of the sacrifices. And we also remind them that one day there will be a reward Like one of the things is us getting a house, you know, all the time we say, I know we're in an apartment right now. I know we don't have a huge yard, but one day we're going to have a house. We're going to have a yard and you guys are going to be able to go out and play. And it's going to be so worth it because we're not going to be in so much debt. We're going to actually have the time where we can go out into the yard and play with you guys. So it's teaching them delayed gratification early on. And I hope that they can take what they're learning now and apply it to their own lives so that they're not in this situation Mm -hmm. when they're in their twenties and (laughs) thirties. Yeah. And numbers wise, we we started at over $250,000 in debt. Uh, In that process, uh, at first it was slow and that was back when we we sold our house. So we took that off and we were down to about a hundred, a little over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, And then we started racking up the the credit cards and we got to what over 140 yeah we were over $140,000 when we moved back to Ohio which was about a year and a half ago and really all of 2019 we weren't able to pay off any debt cuz i was barely we were barely there's lots of stories but barely mm-hmm. scratching by to even pay yeah. the bills every month um and then this year we were able to get completely consumer debt free and we are under $100,000 uh, wow. in debt. We're at what? 94. 87 now. Oh, I'm sorry. 87. And it's, it's all awesome. student loans. Amazing. That's so amazing. And when I hear you guys tell me that that first year was like, we weren't really making the progress that we <laughs> made all these life changes to do. So many people listening will have these th- things pop into their head. Like I've tried to set a budget. It didn't work. I've tried to do this and it didn't work. And I hear you guys saying like, we tried for a whole year and it, yeah. we weren't there <laughs> and still we try. And sometimes it doesn't work, but we keep going. What what is in you that helps you to be like, just because I failed doesn't mean I gave up. Just, yeah. but I keep going forward. I think it, it's a 
culmination of a few things. The one is like Corey said, we were like, there is no plan B. This is what we're doing. And we're going to mm-hmm. actually do it this time because we tried so many times in the past and we gave up. And then we ended up right where we were, except in worse. It's kind of like when you go on a diet and you lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. and then you give up and then you gain 25 <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm like right. two steps That's forward, four. two steps yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but also it was just, I really truly feel like we moved back and we both had this piece that really couldn't be understood. We were going through so many trials. We couldn't afford groceries when Corey mm-hmm. first came, when we first came back, cause Corey wasn't making a ton of sales, but for some reason we still had this piece that we knew we were doing what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And there were months where I'm like, okay, should I go back to nursing? Should I get a job? And Corey kept reminding me, he's like, listen, just wait, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Just hold off, hold off, hold off. And it was all, it was seriously almost a year before we were like, we like, there was a point where we had to borrow money from our son's savings account Mm -hmm. because we couldn't afford to pay the bills. But finally we started seeing this light at the end of the tunnel. It was like, okay, we can make ends meet this month. Okay. We have a little bit extra. And it was really just trusting that we were following God's plan and trusting in each other. And being able to say, you know, we don't need all these extra things. We're okay. We're healthy. Mm-hmm. We have, we have our family. We can find things to do that are free. And that is the key, you know, finding happiness and being okay with where you are there. And now I can honestly say that regardless of what Corey makes this month or next month, I know that we are going to be okay. And I know that we're going to be happy and um, joyful no matter what. Yeah. And I was going to say one other thing I was going to say, I don't know, but Corey wants to talk. So yeah. Yeah. And it, my thought process and journey with that was similar to Beth's, except for me, I got to points where I was really sort of just questioning God. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, you told us to come home. I'm doing, we're doing exactly what you wanted us to do. I am working very hard. I'm doing everything that I feel like I can what are you doing? What is going on? We don't even have enough money to pay the bills this month. And I just remember I was get hit with Bible verses and just feeling like God was telling me, just keep, put your head down, keep working. I will take care of you. And I remember, you know, there's a Bible verse. I have no idea what reference it is, but where Jesus is talking about how, you know, God will even take care of the birds of the air. How much more will he take care of you? And then those months where we, I I tried everything. We even tried thrifting to make some extra money and we didn't have enough to pay the bills. And then God would come through with uh, a miracle of some extra money coming in, whether I got called out to do another job or um, our tax return from California coming back that we weren't expecting. And it was $31 more than what we needed that month to pay the bills. And I just, I started to just feel that piece of just God saying, keep work hard, do what you're doing. I will be faithful. And then this year is a complete testimony to that. Yeah. yeah. I know we're going longer than you wanted, Shauna, but I do just want to say keep one bring more it thing. on. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell your listeners, you know, if you're on this journey or whatever it is, whether it's finances or a relationship struggle or whatever it is, this year has been crazy. Um, the one thing I can say is just don't give up. Do not give up the finance thing and the debt thing. It takes time to get that snowball rolling. The Mm -hmm. first 
six months to a year, you might not tackle debt, but you're just getting your bearings and you're just getting your finances in order and that's okay. But don't sell yourself short and stop before you start seeing the fruits of your labor because you just have to persevere, persevere, keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's relationships or health, it's the same thing. Just keep going. Don't give up Trust in God. And don't forget that you, it's not your doing, it's God. So you just have to surrender all of you, your whole life, your will to his way. Um, and he will honor that. If, if you truly do that, I promise you, he will honor that. You might not see it right in the moment. You might not see it tomorrow or even in a week, but I promise you will. And it'll be better than you ever expected. Oh, that's wildly encouraging. It really is. And I just want to also bring this back around to what you guys mentioned earlier about having a goal, like explaining to your kids, we're doing this so that we can do all these other things. We're making these sacrifices so that this is the life we're building into and having that, that vision, almost that hope to lead you and letting yourself make decisions that bring you in line with that that our sacrifices are worth something. This isn't just an exercise in discipline and an exercise in deprivation. This is moving us closer to the, to the big picture, right? Yes, absolutely. And I love the testimony of it that we want God to meet our needs. He tells us he will, but he's actually putting you guys in situations where he's like, see, I met your need. See, I did that for you. Yep. That, that's got to just bring you so much closer to him and look for him in other areas of your life. Yeah. I mm -hmm. will say what you said is so accurate. Sometimes he's just going to strip us of everything that we think is our doing. Mm -hmm. He'll take all of that away from us simply to show us that it's not our doing, but it's his. And we need that so much because truly it's not us, it's him. Um, and so if that's happening to you, it's just simply God showing you that he's got you. He's got your whole life in his hands and he he's in control. Mm, I can so relate to that. That was a situation I had, but in motherhood where I felt like I had to be really in a place where I was so desperate and so needy that only God could. He's like, I've been waiting for you to need me. <laughs> yeah. yes. and, and now we're here. Now, now what? <laughs> Thank you so much guys for all of this. It's been so encouraging. And I love that you guys are so open about it, that you're bringing this intentionality into like it's, it starts with finances maybe on paper, but it's showing up in all these other areas of your life. Yeah. 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 Thank you for having us on too. And just one other thing I feel like I'm supposed to say is that mm. um, if getting control of your finances, creating a budget, figuring out what's coming in, what's going out seems overwhelming or like you don't necessarily need to do it. Um, unlike Beth, I came from a background where finances was not talked about. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the least organized people <laughs> in the entire world. Of course you got together, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And um, I can't tell you how easy it is once you start and you get the system going, how good it feels and anybody can do it. And you really don't have any excuses to not know what's coming in and what's going out. Because if not, you're just living a reaction life instead of a proactive life. Mm -hmm. And so just take the first step, look at what's coming in and what's going out, create your budget. We even have the free budget sheet that you can get it. So you don't have to come up with one on your own, mm -hmm. but it really is freeing. 
it's no matter if you're organized unorganized like numbers don't like numbers it is freeing to get control of your finances yeah right on well thanks guys i there's so much more i want to ask you i could keep this conversation going in a heartbeat (laughs) but i'll let people find you guys at your podcast the millennial mission podcast um is there anywhere else that people can find you guys um, I would just say as far as social media goes, at Bethany and Corey is the best place. That's where we hang out the most. And I just want to say thank you so much for having us, Shauna. I loved our conversation a couple weeks ago that we had on our podcast. You also have some amazing wisdom. I loved that conversation and so did our listeners. So Aww. I'm so glad that we could do um, do a little swap. Yeah, that's so sweet to hear. Thanks, guys. Yeah, ditto what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks so much, Bethany and Corey, for coming on and sharing your story. Like this is your actual life. (laughs) You are just putting it out there for us, for us to hear, for us to learn from. And that is so kind and so brave. And I really appreciate it. I'm going to link again to Bethany and Corey in the show notes. And if you can't find the show notes, friend, in your podcast player, head on over to simpleonpurpose.ca, click listen. All of the episodes are there with all of the show notes and all of the links. Go crazy, friend. (laughs) And if you are so inclined, I would love to hear what you've thought about it. Post it on Instagram, share it there so I can share that as well with Bethany and Corey. All right, have a great one.